This week, what a game, what a game, what a game. Paris Saint-Germain 3, Real Madrid no. Ed, Matt and I will spend the next hour just talking about this game. This is PSG Talking. Well, hello everyone. So before anything else, if anybody ask if we're going to win the Champions League this year, I'm out of here. <laughs> Is this clear enough with you guys? So um, it's a post Paris Saint-Germain Real Madrid podcast. And uh, we all predicted a 3-0 victory uh, by Paris Saint-Germain, right? Matt, Ed, oh yeah. Not, not at all. We didn't predict a victory. I was personally hoping for a draw, but that's only one thing. The way, the manner, especially when we watch the Strasbourg game. Oh boy. And let's remember that Tuchel wasn't worried at all. In pre, um, pre-game interview, he was like, yeah, no, um, you know, different, uh, different game. Different environment. I know the, the boys are ready and kind of nobody's talking about. So before we, I do my usual uh, stats and who scored and lineup and all, um, let's do a quick roundup uh, about your, what, you, what you're feeling now and what you watch. Um, Ed, yeah. um, what, what's your emotional self after such a game going into the match i wanted us to be competitive i thought we could win it but i was okay with the draw i just wanted us to be competitive you mentioned the strasburg match and we've already lost to ren and psg gave you no real inclination that they were going to put in this kind of performance they kind of lured us into this feeling as though we're not going to be anything special they can't come out with a big performance they were just kind of like lazy and not really running about and then they come out against Real Madrid, who, let's be honest, they were missing some key players, but so were we. And they came out and absolutely ran them out of the stadium. I, I've never seen that. I, I found this quote from Di Marie, and he said, I think we made them weak, running so much, pressing so hard, and doing our passing. We know they struggle a lot trying to recover the ball. I think that was the most important thing that we did. So just in that quote, you can tell that they were watching film. They studied their opponent. Tuchel motivated them. He got them pressing and running hard. Um, Tuchel did his homework, and he inspired these players. And as I mentioned before, up until this point, I didn't think he was capable of that. So the win is great, but I think moving forward, we now know that these types of performances, they're perfectly capable of them, even without Neymar and Mbappe and Cavani. Um, so I think it, it's a big deal moving forward. Now this is the bar. They've set the, the bar. This is what we've come to expect in every big Champions League game. And, and it's up to them to put in the work watch the film, and, and actually, you know, care enough to, to run and press for 90 minutes. So I think he, the result was fantastic, but what I saw on the pitch was just more inspiring heading into the rest of the season. Well said. Mr. Gooding. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that last bit's the, the most important thing, isn't it, that they've really laid a marker down. And I think that we know that the team is capable of these kind of performances on a one-off basis. Like we've seen it over the last couple of years. And there was a couple of times like last season where we sat here on this podcast and talked about, oh yeah, this is the real, like this could be the defining performance of, of PSG. And, you know, it didn't turn out to be the case. So I think I, I kind of thought that we'd probably win or draw. And I was quite happy with that because Real Madrid, they're obviously quite depleted, same as we are. And, you know, I think there's quite a lot of flaws in that team uh, that are sort of quite well publicised in terms of, you know, since Ronaldo's left. So I was fairly confident. I think the manner of the performance was better than I expected. And obviously that's extremely encouraging, but it sort of, it does feel like we've been here before, kind of not in the sort of the first half of last season. So it'll be interesting to see now whether this is a, a real step change or whether it proves another like flash in the pan. But, uh, you know, reasons to be cheerful at the moment for sure yeah we should enjoy this um 
that was probably the most satisfying game we've seen in years. Um, the the result, the manner. Thing is, with it with Hollywood FC, you never know what what to expect. You never know what's you know. We go from Strasbourg to this. Yeah. But if I combine a bit both what you guys said, we've seen it before. We've seen, uh, you know, we, we, we beat Bayern Munich 3-0. We beat Barca 4-0. Uh, we had great results at Parc des Princes in the past. Um, we beat Liverpool last, last year in a very, very interesting game. But this was probably in terms of um, what the... the I'm trying to translate it by mastery. You know, it's like control of the game. Control of the game. We've never seen the team control a game against such an opponent like this before. We've never seen the team maintain um, a level of intensity like this before, even if, of course, you know, after 60 minutes, they were, they were tired. But they, 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 they caught up and they got the second wind. Um, we've never seen every player being involved like this, um, being added values to its own position and role. I mean, Di Maria was incredible, and we'll, we'll go through the, the, we'll review the players. Mm -hmm. But defensively, he was exceptional. He covered his weak. I mean, the, and, and, and that's interesting to see that there were two spectators in, in Auteuil, in the VIP, very VIP people. Uh, Mbappe and Neymar watching this it's like your teammates are showing you what needs to be done now mm -hmm. uh, welcome back for the you know the next game and, and see what you, what you can do uh, no this was um, everything as a you know older PSG fan it's everything I've been asking for for years and we, we know why I mean we're probably going to agree why we were able to perform like this and not for l'équipe and other stupid uh, media outlets but for the ones who know football the man of the match was by far gay mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean or Marquinhos both of them I think Marquinhos was exceptional but yeah. he did Marquinhos, pick up an injury but, but yeah. let's, 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 let's have some rigor in this podcast we're not reviewing <laughs> the players yes yeah. okay. so 3-0 um, Di Maria 14th um, uh, second goal by Izimaya, a brace, 33rd, and then Meunier, 91st. Lineup, Navas in the goals, what a quiet evening. Yes. Silva Kimpembe. That was an interesting decision with uh, Kimpembe. Bernat Meunier, so the four in defenses. Marquinhos as a six. Gay Verratti. Sarabia Icardi. Di Maria. A 4-3-3 sort of, but more like a 3-4-3 when we have the ball, more like a... I mean, they went all over the place. When you see the heat map, it's like, okay, depending what's going on. So the formation is irrelevant in many ways. Um, we played without Neymar, who was suspended, and his suspension got uh, reduced to two games. Mm -hmm. uh, without Mbappe, Cavani, Draxler, and Kerr, all injured. Uh, Real Madrid played with Courtois, who looks like Charles, a young Charles de Gaulle. Uh, Carvajal <laughs> and... Muppets. A little bit, yeah, he's, yeah. Carvajal and Mendy as fullbacks. Varane and Militao in central defense. The midfield, uh, Casimiro, James and Kroos. And up front, Benzema, Bel Hazard on paper. Mm. Not a bad team. They were playing. Was Hazard playing? I mean, he I was. didn't see. Were you well, sure? we're not. We're not reviewing the players yet, oh, Mr. Goody. He, he was in Gay's back pocket the whole time. Yeah. I missed him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we. So um, they were playing without Marcelo. Big deal. Ramos. Oh, big deal. Yeah, Modric. Oh, big deal. They were playing with Hazard, but he was just coming back from injury. So it was not, you know, the the full. Even with all their players, apparently they've been a bit. They won everything. They won three uh, Champions League out of four in four years. Uh, how do you keep that motivation? And then they lost that crazy Ronaldo, who all he wants to do is win, 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 win. 
And uh, so, you know, they're going through a little hiccup. But did you see he did like an interview with Piers Morgan? Ronaldo? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. No. <laughs> Check that out. Uh, that really sounds oh. like my worst nightmare. <laughs> oh, me too. Morgan oh. talking to another. Uh, uh, like... uh, I almost puked in my mouth. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. We'll edit that out. That was offensive. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. It's depressing that you Americans know who Piers Morgan is. Like, yeah, it is, man. isn't it? Man. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Sorry, Guillaume. <laughs> oh, no, no, no worries. No worries. Um, so let, let's discuss this line out. I mean, there's a, it was very surprising. Um, so back to 433, but whatever. It's not really 433. Kimpembe, mm-hmm. who played, what, 20 minutes in four months? Instead of Diallo, who has been like brought up by Tuchel. No, Kimpembe. That, that's surprising. And so we got gay and he can play six and blah, 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 blah. Who's going to play six? Marquinhos. What? What? Well, gay can play eight too, or not eight, but like a defensive midfielder slash box to box. More than a relayer, a relayer as the French call it. And he did. And then Verratti, of course. But then Verratti was on the left. <laughs> but Neymar wasn't in. No, but Di Maia was. And then Gay was on the right. Okay. Up front, no big surprise. I mean, you're not going to start with Chupamuti. Uh, so Icardi started. And, um, uh, and Sarabia, of course. Um, your thoughts? On the lineup, I was really, I, I mean, I, I was shocked. I wasn't like disappointed or, or happy about it. I was, re- I was surprised. I was like, wow. Why Marquinhos? And it turned out he was 100, 100% right. Uh, Matt, your, your thought on the lineup? Um, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a funny. I have to say, like when Tuchel was saying before the game that he really wanted to go attacking and you know really um, make an impact uh, that way against the sort of bigger teams, I was like, okay. And then I saw the lineup and I was like, okay, that's quite a sort of fairly conservative lineup. Actually, it worked really well. I think Kimpembe looked understandably rusty. I think. It, <laughs> I think I tweeted during the game that he'd had his uh, boots put on the wrong feet because he saw there was a few scuffs and a few stumbles and that. But So that was a bit of a funny one. And I guess Diallo probably is a bit annoyed. But, you know, um, obviously the midfield was the most interesting thing. And um, I'd let you guys uh, talk in a bit more detail about that. But um, obviously Marquinhos was really, you know, quite amazing. Uh, I think um, just his sort of... The way, like this time last year, we were all like, uh, here's Marquinhos, like the stand in defensive midfielder. And now, I mean, it's borderline his best position, I'd say. I think the sort of, you see the passes he makes, just his positional sense, yeah. everything. He's just got everything, hasn't he? Unbelievable. Um, I think I've got a question for you guys, actually. Obviously, it's really early days, but um, Tom Williams, one of the journalists I follow on Twitter, he was saying during the game, maybe this, um, you know, gay Marquinhos and Verratti the midfield we've been looking for since Motta, Matuidi, Verratti and be interested to know what you guys think whether it's the sort of combination that's got the potential to have that sort of real you know, that real standout be a real standout part of the team where, uh, you know, midfield used to be such a strength of ours and then the last few years it's it's been a complete write-off really, hasn't it? So so yeah, so the lineup overall I was I was quite surprised too but, um, you know, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised with how well it worked and um, just quickly, Sarabia as well. I haven't really been over a player that I'll say I literally knew nothing about before he joined us. Uh, everyone was telling me how great he was, and I saw him and I was like, mm, don't seem that great to me. But uh, he, uh, yeah, I thought he was really good as well. So fair play, and hopefully that's more of what we're going to see from him in the next uh, next few weeks. Ed, yeah, just that so- on the on the lineup. Yeah, so I'll say that we probably won't see this lineup barring catastrophic injuries we probably won't see this lineup again this season which is kind of an unfortunate given how well they perform Tuchel must see something in Kempembe to start him against Real Madrid in in this moment where you had Diallo who had been playing and was in you know pretty good form for him to go to the bench in place of Kempembe that kind of 
I think tells you what how Tuchel kind of ranks those two players maybe. Um, they're similar, but I guess he just kind of prefers Kimpembe. So that was interesting. Um, I was surprised to see Sarabia start. Um, Matt, you mentioned you haven't seen much from him. I was really high on him in the preseason, which should teach me a lesson never to rate these guys in preseason. But I was really excited about him coming from La Liga, and he was an offensive superstar. And then he comes here, and he's kind of just fallen flat. So maybe he's just trying to get his feet under him and, and learn – how to work with the teammates. I don't know what's going on there. So I was surprised to see him get a start, but I guess there's really not a whole lot of other players that could have played with uh, Neymar and Mbappe out. Um, no. Our midfield, incredible. Um, Marquinhos, he, it seems like he could play anywhere. I'm kind of curious what he, how he feels about playing in the midfield. I mean, he, he was brought oh, he up. Likes it. He said, he, said he, he really, really likes it. Is that something he and says to the cameras or does he like genuinely yeah. inside? Oh, is right. that, I mean, he's, he's great at that position. So, um, I mean, Given how well they performed, maybe that's the midfield we have going forward. I don't know how you can improve upon that. I mean, Herrera is great, but I I don't know who I would take out of that midfield in place of him. I think Herrera's like a sort of slight, on that basis of that performance we saw from Gay the other night, Herrera plays that role, but maybe not quite as well, does he? And um, I think Gay, it was just lovely to see him charging around sort of well, sort of a bit Les Matuidi style, I suppose, like giving it real, that real energy and that drive. And like you say, Guillaume, that sort of box-to-box aspect that we've maybe lacked uh, in recent years alongside. Yeah, his, he, uh, he, he had a great, uh, Gay had a great first touch, which uh, Matuidi didn't always have for that uh, Di Maria second goal, where he kind of plucked the ball out of the air and like immediately found Di Maria on the edge of the box, who turned and fired it in. And, and so from just taking the ball off of players to springing an attack and breaking things up, I mean, the guy was everywhere. He, he, I've never seen a performance like that. He's amazing. Really a joy to watch. I guess we're talking about the players now. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, we couldn't hold it. Let's just get into it. I, I, I agree. I've, I've, I mean, it's like Kante, Kante level. Mm-hmm. It's like great Makelele. Uh, it's, it's, um, you reach a level of like top five defensive midfielders on their best uh, against Madrid. Yeah. He, was, um, he was everywhere. He was doing everything. So he was pressing. He was intercepting. He was winning duels. He was doing box-to-box. He was um, following. In, 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 he was always, always where it mattered, when it mattered. Always. And when he was there, he was making a difference. We, 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 yeah, you, you mentioned Matt Treaty because of his runs. And also because he's off, uh, without the ball, off the ball uh, abilities. But then he's technically not that bad at all. I mean, the second goal. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, guess the second goal. <laughs> all right, let's rewind the second goal. We have Marquinhos being hit by Casemiro. He's got the ball. <laughs> boom, that's what DMs do. Boom, boom. But it's Marquinhos. He's a central defender. So he's absorbing the shock, resisting the physical challenge. At the same time, Gay see what's happening, runs in, calls for the ball. Marquinhos does a nice pass. Yeah. Uh, not great. It's a bit in the air. Mm-hmm. Gay, in full speed already, manages to control the ball. Incredible. And gives it to, you see, Di Maria is like, I'm, I'm right there. You know, that, that area around the box, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. Gay manages to give him the ball. We've never seen that. Mm-hmm. Mota couldn't do that because Mota would have lost the, the physical challenge. <laughs> Matridi couldn't do that because Matridi would, would, would have screwed up the pass. Yeah. Gay is a mix of, I'm not... There's no comparison between Mota and Gay. But he was able to do this and also do, to, to do this because of Marquinhos. Midfielders dominating midfielders against Kroos, against Casimiro. Sure, it's not a great Madrid anymore. It's still Kroos. It's still Casimiro. Oh, Kroos had a really bad game. You know why Kroos had a bad game? He had Idrissa Gay on him all the time, 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 all the time. And, and that's what Di Maria said, is that I think we made them weak. It wasn't Madrid's yes. injuries. It wasn't tactics. PSG 
dominated oh them, completely dominated. But here in America on ESPN FC, all the talk is about the injuries on Madrid and how they just oh, how they were horrible. Oh, Madrid was terrible. Yeah. Uh, they, they were terrible for a reason. Yes, they're not as great, but it's still Real Madrid. Look, look at the lineup. Mm-hmm. Ow. And I didn't find them. Well, we're, we're going all over the place now. I didn't find them that bad, really. So let's, let's carry on on the, on the players. Mm-hmm. Just, um, so Gay, just, yeah, I'm sorry. Just quickly, sorry, no, just on Gay before we move on to the other players. Uh, I think people were a bit sniffy about this signing in the summer and also like last winter when we nearly brought him. There's quite a few sort of raised eyebrows. But I think people quickly forget, like when he was at Lille, he was like a top three midfielder in Liga, which is why he went to the Premier League in the first place. And his stats for... His stats were good at Villa in a terrible team. And then at Everton, he was like, had like the best stats for like interceptions and completed passes and things like this. It should come as no surprise that he can play at this level. And I think he could turn out to be a real bargain if he can sort of, if he can maintain this. Well, it, th- it, it makes you think what would have been possible if PSG did get him last January going into the second leg against Manchester United. Do we capitulate against them with him in the midfield? Yeah. Yeah, Everton fans did, uh, you know, on, on the forums, mm-hmm. they didn't warn us, they told us, he's unbelievable. Yeah, As a matter really of fact, excited. if there's any Everton fan here, you guys are a really nice bunch. Um, on the forums, fans tend to express their worst sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what's going on in, in Everton, but... People are very nice and friendly, and um, they were grateful to see them. One of their most beloved players and best players go to Paris Saint Germain. They felt, you know, it was a, a great reward for him, and, and it's a step up. Mm-hmm. And uh, they wished him well, and he hit the ground running, and he had one of the greatest games I've seen um, on the pitch. A performance like this, I mean, I have to really dig deep to find uh, something similar. He was unbelievable, unbelievable. But Marquinhos was superb. Verratti was superb too. So is this is this working? Is this midfield working? Yes, it is because they so they, they the three of them allow the three of them to play their game. Verratti has a little bit less um, defensive duties now. He doesn't have to give 100% because, you know, when when players with less intensity and less physicality as gay play with him, he's got to compensate a bit for them. And he's he's a small guy. And it's exhausting. Now he saves this energy. And he can focus more on, the, on what Verratti does, the link between the defense and, and the offense, the passing thing. Of course, he will still cover and, 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 and be a defensive midfielder, but not as much. So now Marquinhos, and in the stats, it's very telling. Um, in the passing game, he was very discreet. Um, he's like number... One, two, three, four, five, six in number of balls touched. Hmm. 69. Verratti won 15, Gay 90, Meunier 84, then Silva, Kimpembe, and Bernat with like 72. Marquinhos didn't touch a ball much. He was just you know buffering, covering the central defense, running in, in, in particular zones. Gay was everywhere. So Verratti knows Marquinhos is behind. Gay knows Marquinhos is behind. So Gay can go up and press. And Verratti can do his, his mastery. They're perfect together. Uh, Tuchel knew exactly what he was doing. Um, we'll, we'll carry on, on on the players. There were so many good performances. Um, I feel like this is the, the point in time when we need to talk about Juan Bernat. Yes, I, I mean, exactly. Yes, what... A, and uh, hi to Culture PSG. They probably don't listen to us or watch us. We've been shitting on Juan Bernat in between games, over and over and over and over and over and over again. And then in the podcast after, oh, Bernat was so great. Next week, wow, we have terrible uh, fullbacks. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, Juan Bernat 
before he's, he had a big injury at Bayern, uh, and Guard, uh, Guardiola was the coach, and he was, he was the starting left back with Guardiola. Mm-hmm. Until his injury, then he, he never got his position back. We're getting that burnout. Starting left back at Bayern Munich is now starting left back at Paris Saint Germain. And every single Champions League game, two assists. Yeah, two assists. Okay. Oh, he didn't score. He could have. Yeah. But no, he he was like, oh, you know, Meunier has been struggling. Mm-hmm. He needs confidence and all. Here, here, Thomas. Yeah. And that's a lot in the, in the locker room. You know, not just for Meunier. You know, I'm sure he appreciates, but everyone in the locker room, they they gotta love Juan Bernard just for that unselfish move right there. I, he's just a great guy, and it shouldn't be forgotten that we we got him for what, like five million from uh, Bayern Munich. Yes, or seven. You, like, how stupid do they look right now for selling him to us for that amount? The guy is worth, I don't even know, quadruple that, if not more. He's an oh, incredible God. player. Yeah. I, I mentioned before on, a, on another podcast with Mark Dave in the 1970 that it's time for a Juan Bernat Tifo. I don't know who did that Marquinhos one against Strasbourg, but it's time. The man's earned it. So but let's, let's keep going. Um, hard, to, hard to talk about Navas. Zero, zero, I mean... Ramadi did not have zero shot on target. They had two shots on target, which turned out to be two goals, and the goals were dismissed. But what? what do you I'm sorry, if you don't get any shots on goal, I feel like you should be automatically dismissed from the Champions League. <laughs> like, how hard is it to get one shot on target in 90 minutes? I feel like the members of PSG talk, if we played PSG, we could get a shot on target. Even if it's like slowly rolling toward Navas, we could do it. I'm confident in that. Yeah. They should they should be kicked out of the tournament. I'm sorry. Carry okay. on. Sure. I like it. So let's 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 not talk about Navas unless you guys want to say something. Um, um would have looked good in that game. That's how little he had to do. Anyway, sorry. I mean, he, he has a reentering presence, right? We, you, we feel less vulnerable mm-hmm. with Navas in the goals, and and I'm sure if we do as fans, the players do too. Yeah. I mean, the guy is. You know, to be fair, I mean, I guess Real Madrid did score two goals, even though they were both called back. But the bail sure. goal, no one's going to save that. And then the off, the guy was offside. I don't know what you guys think about that, but yeah, he was standing right in, front, in his eye line, wasn't he? That's yeah. definitely offside. The, the, the Benzema goal, uh, yeah, he's, he's so Benzema is not offside, but um, wh- whoever that was, yeah, Vasquez wasn't it? Vas- Vasquez is, is yeah. offside, and then um, he's in the way of our central defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you clearly see that uh, Silva, like yeah. he's slowing down. It's like, oh, so there's interference there, and he shouldn't. Oh, that's yeah. Even though they scored two goals, they both called back, and neither one of them you could really blame Navas. It's not like he had a howler like Ariola or anything like that. Yeah. It'll be interesting on Real Madrid side. Do they pull Courtois and put yeah. in Ariola? That's what I'm going to be looking at. Yeah, Courtois wasn't. wasn't uh, we, we'll, we'll talk about Madrid's players a bit. Let's let's keep going. Um, Kimpembe. Considering it was his first real game in four months, uh, yeah, he looked, uh, you know, a couple of times he was like pressured and he didn't know what to do with the ball. And he, like, but he had, he had a lot of interceptions. Um, his, uh, his passing game wasn't bad. His, his physicality was interesting, allowing Silva to do Silva, which is basically he's is, is, is a sweeper, central defender sweeper. Um, we don't know Diallo. I don't know Diallo enough to, to tell you if Diallo could have been better, but Tuchel felt that it was a better choice than Diallo. I like Kimpembe's uh, game. Um, uh, Matthew, what do you think? Um, Not great, but like, all right. Yeah, I think for his first game back, I think it was okay. And um, obviously we kept a clean sheet, so he'll, I'm sure he'll be happy with that. I wonder if it's because Kimpembe is quite physical, isn't he? I wonder if he, mm-hmm. I don't know Diallo that well either, but it seems like, He's not that tall, is he? And I wonder if they just thought with Benzema there as a sort of, you know, quite a rugged uh, presence, whether we needed a bit more physicality. And like you say, that allows Silver a bit more sort of time to sort of do those like nice interceptions and sweep up and tidy up. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he looked rusty, but hopefully more to come from him. And hopefully we'll see his last season will turn out to just be a bit of an aberration. He was sort of 
had his World Cup hangover, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he it's, it's, for quite it's a very few common. It's very and, common. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and completely understandable for like a young guy like that who's really. I think you forget like how quickly his sort of ascent to sort of stardom was because I, he was never really that highly rated, was he, in the youth team? From what I understand, oh. and then he's like in the first team, and then he's in the France squad, and then he's won the World Cup, and blah blah blah. So, yeah. Think, you're uh, nobody and two years later you're world champion yeah, playing for Paris Saint-Germain it's a bit mad isn't it so hopefully we're going to see sort of the old Kimpembe back now um, but yeah a few few ropey moments but generally fine I thought yeah at least he handled all that fame and you know fortune better than Adrian Rabio who kind of just <laughs> how many minutes stardom and just lost his damn mind and now how many minutes Rabio has played for uh, Juventus so far I don't, I don't pay any attention to them yeah Anyway, um, so <laughs> Silva, I like that we don't really want, you know, we're like, we forget. Thiago Silva is a particular central defender. Very few central defenders played like him. He never tackles, very rarely. He reads the game better than anyone and anticipates, 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 and corrects other defensive players' mistakes. So he's like always looking. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Kimpembe is a bit late, so he's going to, you know. And uh, he, had, uh, he, had a, he had a great game. He had a great game. No added value. He didn't score a header, or, but Silva had a great game. Uh, so the, the midfield we talked about, yeah. we can hold it. Um, <laughs> up front, there was some novelty here. We saw a, um, a striker, number nine, who can play like this <laughs> and be an anchor point up front, plays back to the goal yeah. and give back, which he did For the on first one Bernat. Yeah. Brilliantly gorgeous, gorgeous touch of Bernat to Di Maria. Boom, goal. Cavani cannot do that. Not um, anymore, he can. He used to make those runs like Di Maria. The runs, but Cavani cannot. You never see Cavani turning oh, back, back to the goal. Yeah, yeah, never, yeah. never, 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 never. Never. Sort of shoulder the last man, isn't he? And sort of, yeah, getting blind. So he clearly does that. And that's, as you, I mean, this was like, see, this happens when you have a player who can do that. And he clearly gave a hard time to, uh, to Varane and uh, Militao by himself. And um, he, he barely played in the past five months, too. So he was completely fried at the 60th. And I feel like the loan, the loan was almost for this match specifically. They needed, it feels like it. Yeah. And he came in. His touch led to that first goal. And he caused problems. I mean, he, he didn't, you know, light the world on fire with his play. But I thought he, he did his job. He did his job. He did Solid. exactly what we needed to do. We were hoping for a draw, and he helped us win 3-0. So it's a loan deal, and he hasn't been a headache. His agent slash wife hasn't been a headache yet. And if he is, we've got plenty of attacking options coming back. So sure. I never really understood why some questioned this loan move. I, I think it was a brilliant deal. Fantastic. It seems completely without risk for us, really. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? He'll act like a dick, and then we'll send him on his way again, won't you? Here we go. Basically. Yeah. Uh, and in the best case scenario, we get good Icardi and then we, you know, if Cavani's, you know, on his way out, then we've got a replacement right there. And in fact, like you say, it's sort of, you know, it's possibly an even better skill set for the other players we've got because the idea of him sort of being the, the sort of hold up man for Mbappe and Neymar and then Di Maria in the mix as well is, is quite a, well, it's quite a sexy thought really, isn't it? I'm very excited about that prospect. Uh, Cavani is on his way out. He's, there's no extending Cavani. He's coming to Miami. He, apparently, he's going to Miami, yeah. <laughs> Beckham's, uh, Beckham's team. Saddling up his horse and uh, <laughs> over to Miami. Ibrahimovic uh, against Cavani, that'd be... That'd be oh, yes, that would be amazing. Oh, yeah. really Finally, a reason that. to watch MLS. Can you imagine, yeah. like, Cavani will, Cavani will bang in a hat-trick and Zlatan <laughs> will come off the bench and score, like, five in, like, five minutes or something. That'd be great. That, so Icardi, yeah, it's a win-win situation. If it doesn't work out, he's gone. If it works out, he stays and replaces um, uh, Cavani. Let's talk about uh, the last two players in the lineup uh, we haven't mentioned yet, Sarabia and Di Maria. Mm. Uh, Sarabia 
We can skip over Di Maria. He didn't do much. No, sure. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> we haven't seen um, uh, all, all the listeners may remember David was around oh, for a while. Yeah. And uh, he was the anti Di Maria. Yeah. Like he really, really didn't like Di Maria. Remember when everyone was like, we should keep Lucas and send Di Maria to China? Oh, yeah. Yeah, do you remember that? I was never on board with that. I'm just saying, if you go back and, you know, check up. <laughs> go back in the archives. Yeah, exactly. You'll find it. I was like, no, I was doing it all the way. I feel vindicated. Um, Sarabia, well, we can be glad he was around because last year he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, without him, we would have played uh, Reze. <laughs> Hold on, is Reze gone? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, he's gone. Yes, we don't have Reze. Oh, yeah. 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 So, uh, Shupo. Yeah. Um, but he did, he did a lot. Not, he, I think, um, I don't know how long he had been at Sevilla and then when he moved to PSG. But like you said, Matt, I think he needs to learn the trade. Um, every player is different. None of his regular... So he's a... He's a, he's a, he's a 10 slash 11 slash nine and a half. He's like, he's a bit like Griezmann in the, in the fire of the action, but he's not a, he's not a nine. He's not a, so he's there. So you, you can score and deliver, I don't know, 17 assists when you know your, your teammates really well. You know how, what they, you know. He was at uh, Sevilla. He was uh, transferred there from Getafe in 2016. Okay. So... I don't know, like you, Matt, and probably you, Ed, I don't, I don't know him that well, but I don't know when he started to, to perform well at Sevilla. I don't know if he hit the ground running, probably not. A player like this, you need to know your, your partners a lot. And then it doesn't help when they're all injured or suspended. So it's going to take a while. But he, he came out, he was replaced at the 70th minute. He was completely fried. He could barely, it was like, uh, the guy puts in a lot of defensive work and uh, it pays off up front, you know. He had a couple of interesting uh, chances. Yeah. He, lacks, he lacked uh, a little confidence or something. But, I mean, his stats talk for him. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's not a great dribbler. He's not a great scorer. Uh, but you can see, like, once he gains confidence and, and habits, he's, he's going to be a fantastic player to have in a rotation. And uh, he, he, was, he was all right. Not a great performance by him, but better than the past two or three games. My God. That's he's going he's gonna to get better in training once Neymar and Mbappe come back. Training with those guys is only going to make you better. Uh, you're playing in Ligue 1. He's going to get minutes. I think the more he just gets used to playing with those guys, he's going to come around. He's too talented of a footballer. Um, Leonardo didn't bring him here, you know, because he didn't see something in him. So I remain on the Sarabia bandwagon for now. Um, I think he'll turn it around. But Yeah. Uh, also on board the Sarabia, uh, the Sarabia sleigh, I'm going to call it. It's a bit it's not Christmas yet. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think he's a good player to have in the rotation, isn't it? I think especially when we get all the other guys back and then we want to rest them for the league and games. And I think he's possibly going to have a bit of a role to play there. I think as well, it's a very different, he's in another country and it's a very different being at PSG compared to being at Sevilla, isn't it? With all due respect to Slightly. Sevilla. Yeah. It's, you know, I think the, the sort of the pressures he's facing and stuff is, um, you know, going to take some time, like you say. So yeah, but I was very encouraged um, by his performance. I thought he was, um, you know, he showed that if he's if he's going to be needed quite a lot. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and, you know, hopefully he can be relied on. But here's the thing. If he puts in a performance like this against Real Madrid in match day one, we don't need players who are mentally weak, especially if we get to the knockout stage. We need players that are tough and can perform under the brightest lights. I think Tuchel needs to use this time and figure out, is Sarabia that guy? Or is he going to be someone that kind of folds, you know, like a, like a deck of cards? I mean, if he can't do it, I don't think he needs to be on the pitch because – we, we can't go through another catastrophic loss again. So he needs to turn it around quickly or else I think he will be seeing a lot of bench uh, minutes. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, Angel Di Maria. Yeah. My goodness gracious. Mm. What a game he had. Uh, 
Matt, go go talk about uh, yeah. yeah. Well, what can you say? Amazing. What can you say? I just think like. You're just so consistent. Like the last sort of, it must be, it's been a while now, hasn't it? Like the whole, about 18 months, he's just been really consistent, which is quite funny because that was also the thing that was leveled at him, that yeah. he wasn't consistent. He wasn't consistent, yeah. Eye on him. He never gets injured either, which is really cool and quite novel compared to certain, you know. Uh, what an odd guy. He's an odd guy. He's an <laughs> odd looking guy with an <laughs> odd looking really style. Funny. He doesn't let the PSG trainers work on him. That's why he's not. No, ready. he's not. He's not really. Um, he doesn't really fit the sort of whole. But um, how, thing. how he can he kick the ball so hard and so fast? The we, we, goal, the, there's no backlift. How does he do that? Like literally, there's no like, recoil. If I like, if I, I know, you, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know like you were saying ed that we could probably get a shot on target between us but if i kick if i like he kicked that it would literally go like i don't know like eight <laughs> something and that would be if i was lucky how does he do it oh like just such good technique and i think like the fact that he probably isn't in our strongest team i mean is quite mad really isn't it and shows you know i mean i've already put my hot take out there on Twitter that I think we're definitely going to win the Champions League. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. you, I am when, out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know you've already banned it, but uh, it's, it's already it's there on the internet for anyone to see. But in all seriousness, like, what team has got that depth? What team has got, like, Di Maria as probably your fourth, as, like, forward number four when everybody's sure. fit? Sure. Right? It's amazing. Like, uh, Liverpool and, has some, as a city. Yeah, yeah Liverpool. Uh, City, yeah, city. those losers. Yeah, but don't worry about them. It will, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay. Um, but no, sorry, back to Di Maria. Yeah, amazing. Uh, I even think the first goal was quite good. I know a lot of people were digging out Courtois, but he hit. He took that really early and he yeah. did really well. It's quite difficult to save. Like, uh, you know, it looks bad for Courtois because it's a near post and it's quite a small gap. But I think that was really good thinking as well. I think the only it was a bit of a shame that he didn't complete his hat trick in the end with the other one that he had where he sort of went through. Sure. Tried to do his little scoop thing and it uh, didn't quite come off to it. But yeah, I mean, pfft. that should yeah. have been a goal. Yeah, you should have had an hat trick. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, next time. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to get it all out the way on the first game. Please. So, so yeah. some um, some stats on the game about the game. We didn't talk about Madrid players. We Take should. Care. We should. Like, no, come on, <laughs> come on. I was impressed with Benzema. I have to say, oh wow! And Bale, I thought, and Bale, and Bale. Bale had a good game, and that got. It was a shame. I mean, taking my PSG hat off for a minute, it's a shame that that wasn't a goal. That isn't really handball, is it? I know we don't want to get into the whole VR thing, but that's not handball. That just hit him on the arm. It's not handball. Didn't that's affect. a handball. That's a handball. The, know, the, handball. the ball touches the hand. He controlled with the hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, yeah. Uh, oh no, 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 no. You cannot no, have no. it both ways. So when Thierry Henry does it, it's a scandal. But when Gareth Bale does it, it's just <laughs> no. That's not a handball. It's my no. pro, my pro British bias coming out there. <laughs> no, that was a handball. Um, so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm going to make much sense here, uh, and I don't care. But we got two review with VAR, mm. and they were both in our favor. <laughs> I, I, so we're going to talk about voodoo real quick, and we're going to have to hurry up because we're coming yeah. to the end of this podcast. I would say that's all Nasser being on the, the when board. When we're scared and, the- and we don't have a midfield. It's bound to pay off eventually, wasn't it? <laughs> exactly. We, we have, a, we have a, a goalkeeper that's not that great. So we're scared about that. We don't have great defensive midfielders. So we're, we're scared about that. Oh my God, I hope, I hope we're going to be okay. We have firepower. And then things turn bad and it's raining and we're wearing that black jersey and oh my God, oh my God. And then. Vier, Var, I'm sorry, is against us. The referee is against us. Everything is against us. Now we have a midfield. We have a guy who runs absolutely everywhere and, and gives that feeling that it's going to be all right. Verratti's like, yeah, you know, if I lose this ball, that's gay. And, and then there's Marquinhos. It's going to be all right. The other players, when they're tired, they see gay going, doom, 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 boom. All right, well, I guess I'm, you know, I'm going to do it. It's going to be all right. Is that a coincidence? Now things turn into our favor. Now fate yeah. suddenly, re- the stars are real. Two calls. VAR, 
no go. I, I was like, the first one, I was like, oh, wow. The second one, what? <laughs> it never happens. It never happens to us. We That's the thing with our squad. When you look at it, we don't really have a lot of weak points in it now. It's hard to pinpoint, oh, the defense is weak. No, it's not. The attack, we've got Neymar and Mbappe. The only thing that's always plagued us is just bad luck and not getting our calls. With Now we're starting to get that with VAR. I mean, if we have that, we can go far in this tournament. If we yeah. get some luck, some VAR calls. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave now. See. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I didn't say it. I just said we could, we could do things. We can do things. Yeah, we can do things. Yeah, yeah. So, um, some stats, uh, 52.6% possessions, 47.4 from Madrid, 12 tackles for us, 17 for Madrid, 46 duels won for us, 56 for Madrid, even if Zidane said that we devoured them in duels. Stats see things a bit differently. Nine shots for us, 10 for Madrid, five on target for us, zero for Madrid, well, two, sort of two. Um, 556 passes to 476 for Madrid, which normally mm -hmm. is a team that will take over the ball. They're not full control. They're not Barca, but they normally get, uh, they dominate the midfield and keep the ball. Not this time. Not this time. That's really satisfying. Really, 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 really satisfying. Also, um, Kind of humiliating when at the end of the game, both of your opponents' fullback are in your box doing tiki taka. Hey, uh, Juan, yeah, you want the ball? Sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, hey, gracias. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, Thomas. Yeah, here is the ball again. And uh, oh, no, not to you. No, not to you. And and then you have Varan and Militao. You know. And then a goal. Humiliation. That's very humiliating. Yeah. Both fullbacks are in the square. They're in your box. Do yeah. something. <laughs> nope. You know. Uh, that was bad. So yeah. um, we heard, oh, of course, the media outlets, the experts mm -hmm. in the game. Paris Saint-Germain plays better without Neymar and Mbappé. Yes, it's known that Football teams play better without their best players. <laughs> um, it happened to Liverpool against Barcelona. They didn't have uh, Firmino and they were missing Salah too. Mm -hmm. So on one game, you can transcend yourself. But in the duration of a season, without your best players, you're not going anywhere. Do you agree? I mean... It's, <laughs> Absolutely I mean, stupid. It's just, bad, it's just it's just a bad take, isn't it? It's like that's not a that's a completely false link. It's like if we'd had one of those players, we would. I, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say we'd have probably won that five or six nil. Like that, it's just astonishing. Like weird. Like oh yeah, it must be because Neymar isn't there. Like I mean, put them Mbappe instead of Sarabia. It yeah, exactly. Five, five, like, six, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's very weird. Anyway. Um. So anything, anything on the players, whether it's Madrid or so we we we, we you know, barely mentioned the Madrid players. Uh, are we are we done with our review? Yeah, I think we've covered. I mean, the only thing we didn't touch on that it seemed everyone was really interested in was the fact that we were wearing a white kit and Madrid was wearing a navy blue kit. So, so. the the white kit is uh, yeah, a lot of people were like, why is PSG playing with the away kit. That's not the away kit. It's a it's an homage to to an older kit. Yeah. That you see through the edges of Paris Saint Germain, and it's well done. I mean, and we're the home team. We can wear whatever the hell we want. Like not black, please, please, not black. Yeah, no more black. Yeah. No more black. No more black. Um, we have some uh, Twitter questions. Yes. Is Tuchel going to rotate Neymar and Mbappe more in League One with depth in attackers with Icardi, Cavani, Di Maria? Asarabia could play Neymar roles too. Keep Ney fresh for the Champions League. That's Walt. Walt, uh, 1991. <laughs> yeah. Is Tuchel going to rotate Mbappe and Neymar more in League One? I think he has to, just for the sake of injuries. Like, we got to keep 
Neymar in bubble wrap until the knockout stage. So let's play him sparingly. We've got plenty of attacking options. Let him go play video poker or whatever he likes to do in his spare time, go to fashion shows, and we'll we'll call on him when we need him in the knockout stage. But, yeah, I'm all for rotating. We need to get Sarabia, you know, fitting in with the squad, Bape up to speed after it pulled his hamstring. So, yeah, less games, you know, move some players around. I'm for that. I mean, I'm for, briefly, I'm all for rotating too, as long as it's not too much, because I think this sort of, the counterpoint to that is that if Neymar's not playing that much outside of the Champions League, it's hard to get any kind of uh, rhythm going, isn't it? And um, also in terms of the sort of, the the partnerships on the field between the players, I know they're all like, you know, great players and they can probably work it out amongst themselves. But I do think there's something to that continuity and, you know, having those, you know, that knowledge of where your teammates are going to be at all times. So I think, yes, yeah, definitely rotation more than we've seen in the past, but as long as we don't go too like over the top. I, I would, I agree with that to a point. I think as we saw with the, the flick from Bernat to Icardi, I mean, these two guys have never played together, yeah, you know, and, and you see these guys are at a certain level. PSG have brought in players at a, a level that yeah. I feel like they can make it work. I hear your point. I think you're right. I don't know. I feel like Neymar can make things happen. Even if Neymar, he's not. Neymar has been here for ages now. So yeah. I think the players know how, what you do yeah. when he's around. But it's a good point. I, I agree with that. He, Tuchel's got to be smart about it on how he rotates. Um, I think the, there's going to be a rotation. Tuchel likes to rotate. Mm-hmm. The real question is um, not up front. There will be rotation up front, of course, but in the midfield. When you, see, uh, when you have a, a performance by that midfield, how do you, what do you do with, with Paradise um, and, and their era? Well, in January. No, 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 no. We need to give Paradise a chance. We need to give Paradise a chance again. He's, he's a, I'm a, I'm a fan. I want to see a good Paradise. We haven't seen him yet. Um, and I really hope that, so there's another question from Farmers League FC. Uh, how having a full healthy squad. <laughs> affect to hell in his tactics. Um, it's hard to tell. Well, he's, that's going to be up to the Turel and his staff, but he needs to give Paradise a chance. I would love to see Paradise, Herrera, and Gay uh, against Galatasaray. No Verratti, uh, no, no Marquinhos. Like, give those guys a break. We need to preserve. If we need to spare... Neymar, we also need to spare Marco Verratti, guys. He's, remember, he's, he's going to spare himself and pick up too many yellow cards. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a great thing. Yeah, he's suspended <laughs> uh, for the next league, uh, league one uh, uh, game, which is wonderful. Um, if Icardi starts scoring, is this the end of an era for Kevin? It is the end of an era for Kevin. So um, let's. Hope- what an era it's been. He's going to get a statue. He's going to get like a Cristiano Ronaldo st- statue. I mean, the guy's amazing. I hope it's a statue of him with like a goat or something. <laughs> if we could recreate one of those things. Anyway, sorry. It's, uh, Wesley, Neymar Mbappe Di Maria or Neymar Icardi Mbappe? Mm. Uh, that's a tough one, dude. I mean, when you see Di Maria's performance. Uh... I got to go with Di Maria instead of Icardi just because those guys have all played together. To Matt's point, I think if they're all available, I think that's a, a formidable yeah. attack. I think, I think either, it, either or. Is yeah, fine. I think it, it possibly <laughs> depends a bit on the opposition as well, doesn't it? Because if um, if Sergio Ramos, for example, had been there last on uh, whenever it was last night or the night before, um, I don't even know what that is. Uh, it, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, you know, you'd really you'd want a sort of physical presence there, wouldn't you, to sort of maybe you know go up against a player like that? Uh, so then you perhaps want Icardi, but in other games, I think. You can put Mbappe through the middle, and he'll be perf- obviously be perfectly fine. So it's just lovely to have those options, isn't it? It's very exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Um, uh, let's not be too optimistic. We are Paris Saint Germain <laughs> fans. Let us enjoy this. Yeah, let's, let's just, let's you just have to, you enjoy, have to this. enjoy this point of the season because you know you'll be suicidal in March. So I mean, yeah. might as well just be let's, happy. Let's recharge the batteries. Yeah. With it's this important. positive yeah. news. The team played a gorgeous game mm-hmm. with mastery, control, got the result, humiliated Madrid. Neymar and Mbappe are not even on the pitch. They're going to come back. 
we have the midfield now. Mm -hmm. This is great. Uh, Meunier. We didn't talk about Meunier at all. We yeah. forgot Meunier. Oh, my God. Um, Meunier, who had been catastrophic, catastrophic uh, since early this season. Mm -hmm. I did, I did, he, did, he was really smart. Really, really smart. He defended with his head, really thinking. Um, and actually did a fantastic job. And scored a goal. Wonderful. Um, hopefully, Meunier is going to go back to his... Kozawa, never. But Meunier... <laughs> forget about Kozawa. He's on new Menez. He's a, whatever. No, on new Hesse. What? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. How dare you? He's a free agent. We could get him in January. Okay. Let's sign that campaign now. <laughs> Never have enough forwards, anyway. Um, what did I pronounce the name of Jeremy Menez? Um, forget about Kozawa. Meunier, Meunier can't go back to a better. He's been struggling physically, and he lost his confidence. He can get both back. He will get the, the physical. He's a big guy. He's the only one who won't do all in the air, by the way. It's not, it's not gay with his, he's like, I don't know, 5'9 or 5'10. Uh, so Meunier... And Meunier has an interesting role in defense when we have the ball and we play in 3-4-3. He covers, he, he, he slides back down. So he's like sort of one of the three central defenders and, and, and covers a lot of ground like this. He's an interesting player. If he can go back to his level, we can be optimistic. Optimistic to a point where like we are proud of the team. They play some beautiful football. They're very competitive. They have some world-class players. And who knows? Who knows? It's, it's, it's good to be excited, but I, I will say I, I read a stat that PSG are undefeated in their last 22 home matches in the group stage of the Champions League with 17 wins. So we've seen this before. So be excited. Sure. You know, sure. let people know. Reasonably. How reasonably. Let's just stay calm. <laughs> but things that we have been hoping, mm -hmm. expecting, wishing for years and years yeah. have come to have, have, have arrived. And now we have that team and we still have Neymar. Let's see what we're going to invent to crush our hopes <laughs> once again. And, and real quick, we should probably mention the, the ultras for the match against Real Madrid. Incredible. Amazing atmosphere. I was listening to it at work. I had the volume up. I mean, I was yeah. bouncing in my chair. I mean, great oh, atmosphere. Yeah. So. And the, the roar of Parc des yeah. Princes on the yeah. second goal. <gasps> it's unlike any other stadium. It's incredible. For, for people, so Parc des Princes is like a bathtub. <laughs> with, with the lid and you're in so it's not a huge stadium it's like 50,000 seats yeah I think it was like 46,000 at the game but the sound inside it's, I think it's it's incredible I think it's because it's so steep isn't it I think bathtubs are very good uh, a very good um, description because when you go in there like, it's just like you're just on everyone's like right on top of each other like this and I think that creates yeah. such an yeah. atmosphere yeah uh, compared to like modern stadiums aren't usually like that and you know and uh, yeah it just sounded amazing. Well, it, it's in the fancy area of Paris, so the footprint was, you know, prime real estate. So they had to <laughs> to to find a way, and they did. Yeah. Uh, they may they may find a way also to actually extend it and make it to sixty thousand. It will be a big debate um, in in the months and years to come. Very cool. Um, anything else? Oh, we didn't talk about Tuchel, but we're running out of time. And I'm seeing Ed getting stressed, stressed out because he's got to pick up his... Yeah. I, I, I got I to go too. So we'll talk about Tuchel. Bravo, Tuchel. I mean, like... Yeah. Well done, Tutush. Oh, that was so great. That was so great. It's so good. Now just do it like 15 more times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we'll have another podcast very soon. Um, please uh, subscribe to us and you know we are producing three different podcasts. Yes. We have the 1970, we have 24 in Park, and we have the Foundation uh, podcast. And our YouTube channel. We had um, Lee Davey, who was at the game against Real Madrid. He sent in all of his clips. So I'm going to be editing that. So check oh, out youtube.com backslash PSG Talk. And we have some submissions from people for PSG Talk Back, which is you sending in video clips talking about the game. So we're going to get that. I'm going to be up late tonight, but make sure you subscribe and make it all worthwhile. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you soon. See ya. Bye.